You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Annie here for Showreel. And today we finish our focus on the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival's focus on shorts. Because, of course, the program of five sessions at the Cinema Nova is on this Sunday, May the 23rd, starting at 10.45am. Today, we have the great opportunity to speak with two filmmakers who are screening their films on Sunday. First up is Derek Ho, whose film A Thousand Words Unspoken is showing in the fourth session at 5.40pm, a fascinating film. But let's hear from Derek. I was uh, pretty impressed by the title of your film, which was A Thousand Unsaid Words. No. No? <laughs> All right, tell me the name. Uh, well, this is tricky because um, Cinema Nova actually had my title wrong on the website. It's actually called A Thousand Words Unspoken. Okay, yeah, unspoken. Yeah. Well, well, actually, uh, that's probably, it's like a little poem. And it's very much like the tone of the film, isn't it? It is. It yeah, is. Yeah. That's why it was important to get it right. Yeah, the uh, the tone of the film. It's it's. Uh, I would cons- I would describe it as something that's quite considered, sensitive, and nuanced. Um, so you're quite yeah, right. I think it's quite so poetic too. in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Well, before we get on to the actual film itself, because it's uh, uh, important to talk about what it's about, but also. Um, the, what, why you filmed it. Uh, you've obviously had a, a strong filmmaking background. I, I have. Um, I've, I've actually recently just graduated from uh, Victoria College of the Arts. Uh, I did my master's in documentary filmmaking. And A Thousand Words Unspoken was actually my graduate film. And um, um, reviews it as a proof of concept to then further develop with uh, the ABC. And, and then the New York Times decided to take it on as well, and which is which is why we actually have a different, a shorter version for the New York Times updocs, and it's called Forgiveness Day. Oh, right. Well, I'm not surprised because it's a really fascinating uh, film and incredibly brave film. Did you realise how brave you were being? <laughs> um, brave or crazy? Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I have been told that it's brave of me to go on, go on this journey. Um, but also looking back, I, th- you know, it's probably quite a crazy journey as well in, in the sense that it's pretty traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say brave, because I mean, it, I reckon it's a truism that, uh, the bravest thing a person can do is actually have a personal relationship 
I mean, that is a very brave thing. People think it's feats of strength and all the rest of it. But when you're actually uh, exposing yourself to someone else and hoping that they will get a positive response, that is a very brave act. So you're from Singapore originally. That's right. Right. And it, it is a fairly structured environment. Very, very rigid society. Well, you said it. <laughs> and conservative. <laughs> yeah, very it's, conservative. It is very conservative. Um, in fact, um, Singapore still has the very archaic law, 377, Penal Code 377A, which still criminalizes homosexuality. Uh, so that means, like, if you're a gay, you are a criminal, technically. Yeah, okay. And so you've gone back to see your parents and your single brother, your brother. He, is he older or younger? He's seven years older. He's seven years older. So you were considerably younger when you had that, um, uh, you uncovered his cache of uh, male porn. Yes. So that's why it was such a traumatic experience for you separately. Not not the porn, but the uh, fracture between you and you, a sense of lack of loyalty. It was, it was, it, it felt like the, Looking back, it was an act of betrayal um, on my part for um, for essentially telling my parents what I found. Adoba, correct? Adoba, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Aussie terms, yeah, I dobbed him in, and uh, yeah, it was it wasn't a it wasn't a good thing to do, and it was definitely a a sense of betrayal f- um, from from my perspective. And so you wanted to actually in, have a conversation with him, but but actually your brother is a uh, a strange fish. Uh, you can, you can call him that. He has he had gone through a lot yeah. in his life um, yeah. as a gay man in the past, um, which you know he had he had experienced lots of trauma as a gay man and he had since found um christianity at the very very lowest point in his life and um and since then he has been a very vocal and staunch christian and yeah actively trying to he proselytizes correct yeah correct yes yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and nothing against that, but uh, this, of course, puts you on shaky ground, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you put the t- the two main themes, you know, being uh, homosexuality and 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 religion together, you bound to get a little bit of fireworks. Mm. And Singapore. And Singapore, as mm. the context. Yes. I love the shots of. Um, uh, uh, Singapore's uh, National Day. It, it was, yeah. We were there uh, filming for uh, four to five days, and it just so happened to overlap the Singapore National Day, um, where we can see lots of flags, you know, hang- lots of patterning, lots of patterns, and and then um, yeah, it's, it's 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 sort of like a show of patriotism um, on the front, on on the facade. But what what is really curious for me is that um, what actually goes on behind those doors, you know, um, behind each and every one of those apartment 
apartment flat that has a, a Singapore flag hung right in front of it. You know, what's behind it? What, what are the stories behind it? You know, are they as patriotic? Are they as loyal? Uh, is there betrayal within the family? Um, so so I, as, as a director, I was trying to um, add that as an uh, added layer into the film. Um, I hope the audience managed to pick up some of the Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the context was fairly significant. I mean, I, I found the context significant. Um, so, I mean, you know, from the outside, I suppose, uh, if you come from a Western context, then you're looking in. Yes. However, uh, Singapore is uh, in lots of ways very Westernized, but very ch- Chinese. It it is a very Westernized society, um, uh, predominantly. But Chinese at the core. Correct. Uh, the the predominant race in Singapore is is, uh, is Chinese, and and your family is Chinese. My family, yeah, we're Singaporean. Chinese, Singapore yeah. and Chinese, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that things that go with that. I mean, lucky you've got sisters, right? I've got a couple of sisters, and a couple yeah, and of they've brothers. already produced children. They have. They yeah. Have. So that's been taken care of. <laughs> Technically, yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, everyone's got a, a job, you know, within a family. Correct. Correct. I, I think. Look, I think um, it's. It, technically, it has been taken care of, but I'm sure my dad and my mum would have loved grandkids from his other two sons as well. Uh, how did you shoot this film? Did you shoot it with someone else? Did you have a crew or was this the camera just set up? No, uh, I, I have a crew of two. It's a very skeletal crew. It's very, very small. Um, so it's just my camera person who is a good friend of mine from Thailand. His name is Don. And my partner came along the trip with us and he doubled up as the sound guy, which, <laughs> um, and then it was me as the director slash participant. So technically it's two and a half. So because I have to be the participant and a lot of the times I just have to let go and, and, and trust my crew to do the job yeah. and, um, get enough footage and get enough footage. But, but because I'm also the participant, I have to be, in the moment. In the moment. And to allow myself to be in the moment, I have to not think too much about the technical side of things while we are shooting, while it's we are filming. quite a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing to do. So there were lots of uh, um, uh, meetings prior to the shoot actually commenced. You had set up shots, did you? Some of the shots we set up. Yeah, Correct. and so you must have said, we're going to do this today. Did you did you work it out ahead of time, a long time at, ahead of time, or did you and then change your mind as it happened? Or We, we, we had a production schedule. Um, in the schedule, it says day one, we've got to shoot this, 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 and this. Day two, we're going to shoot that. Um, but of course, you know, being a documentary project, we have to be flexible. Um, but the majority of the time, we, we kept to what our production schedule was. And um, yeah, so that involved a lot of briefings with my crew, what is required, um, what, what kind of shots I would like. And, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. And then, of course, you would have gone and got some cutaways and stuff like that so that you could um, work out how you're going to link them all together. 
Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah, we left the cutaways sort of, you know, a little bit flexible with how we achieve the cutaways and when we did that because our priority is obviously my activities with my brother Jeremiah and any free time that we manage to to find we can we then decide okay let's we got some time here let's go and get some cutaways now how long did you shoot for how long were you there for well uh, because it was part of my uh, VCA graduate film project we were allocated five days to shoot it um, is that part of the process they say you're allowed to shoot for five five days days only only only. and but (laughs) yeah but uh (laughs) But because during filming, my brother withdrew. He did. He did. Yeah, he withdrew from filming. He so the dummy. we actually we actually only took four days. Um, and you know. so did you, you said to your parents, like your parents would have been, oh, great, you, Derek's coming home. Exactly. Or, what, what's your Chinese name? Uh, Vishong. Vishong's coming home, right? And um, you would have then had to say to your brother, do you mind if we do the, and explain what it is you wanted to do? Uh, no, we had that conversation prior to even us coming back. Obviously, I have to ask for consent to film. And he, in the end, consented because he felt that he was ready to talk about um, his past. So, um, if, yeah, he was ready to talk about it. And in fact, he, he was very enthusiastic to share because he felt like um, he was obligated to tell his story to the world. As a good Christian. As a good Christian uh, to the world so that people can learn from his so-called mistakes and inverted commas. Um, I must say, um, when your brother was talking in some of those scenes and the look on your face was, I suddenly (laughs) realised... You look like I was feeling. <laughs> it was look put it though. It was really, really challenging. Yeah, um, we, amazing. The the last, the final scene in the film, where we were by the riverside, it actually took us an hour and a half to film that scene. We were there for so long, and it was very challenging and difficult because he, um, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he was pretty much going evangelical on me and uh, it just made me felt really uncomfortable and, um, yeah. You had to agree to disagree. Eventually we have to agree to disagree and I, it was then I realised that um, things aren't going to change and it's definitely not going to change overnight and at that point in time I just felt like perhaps it was best to leave it as it was. Well, it was a big challenge, and you came away with something quite amazing. Uh, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, you, well, there's t- several things involved here. How do you feel as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and how do you feel as a person? Would you ever do something like that again? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Would I do it again? Well, I joked with my um, my team that, oh, maybe we can do a sequel one day. <laughs> um, jokingly, of course. Yeah, look, as a filmmaker... um, Very big challenge. It was a huge challenge because 
I have never put myself in front of the camera before.、Mm. I don't like taking photographs. I have always been behind the camera. When it's selfie time, I would kind of want to avoid. <laughs>、mm. So for me to throw myself in front of the camera was a massive challenge for me. I, I asked myself, "What? How can I push myself as a filmmaker?" What are the th- what are the things that I can do that I haven't done? What what are the things that I can already do? I can shoot, I can edit, and I'm learning to direct. When I was at VCA, and、um, well, the thing that I haven't done before and I hate doing is to put myself in front of the camera. And well, so there we go. Let's just throw myself in the deep end and let's do it. And、um, so that was what I did, and it was. Super challenging, put it that way. Yes. Yeah. How long did it take to edit? Because you did the editing. I did the edit myself as well. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been a blessing, really, because you probably wouldn't want to share it with someone else, surely. Uh, depends on how you see it. Um, I'm not sure if it's a blessing. I, I, I suppose being the editor, as well as the director, as well as the participant, I have control of the narrative in that sense. Was there very much spare footage? Not a lot. No, we don't have a lot of wastage actually, because we were only there shooting for four days. Whatever that's, that's we, a blessing. Whatever we shot, we used pretty much.、Yes. the The biggest cow was probably f-、uh, from the parts、uh, from the conversations that took place at by, by the riverside,、mm. because that went on for an hour and, and a half, and it's repetitive. A little bit repetitive as well,、um, and. Oh, well, that's what happens when someone wants you to agree with them when you don't agree with them. Correct. They generally repeat themselves in、Correct. different ways. Yeah, yeah. It just got a bit too much in the end.、Mm. Yep. It's gripping, absolutely gripping. So say the name again so that I don't get it wrong.、Uh, the title of the film is "A Thousand Words Unspoken." You're glad that it's on at、uh, Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm super excited to be、uh, to be a part of the uh, uh, Melbourne Documentary Short Films Package, which will be shown at、uh, Cinema Nova on the 23rd of May. And my film it's in session number four, and it starts at 5:50 p.m. Yeah, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Annie. My pleasure. G'day, I'm Warwick Fulton, and、uh, you're listening to Three CR. You're with Annie on Showreel. Today we hear from Chao Lian about her film Intimate Strangers. Before we hear from our next filmmaker,、uh, just to remind you that Three CR's Radiothon is coming up in June. Would love you to support Showreel to keep us on air. You might have noticed that the federal government has just named three new members of the ABC board. One used to be the CEO of Foxtel, and another was an executive at Channel Seven. It has never been more important than now to support independent media for the health of Australian film production. Chao Lian's film *Intimate Strangers* is a beautifully crafted film. It's showing in session two of the MDFF Focus on Short Films on Sunday, May the twenty-third, at the Nova at one ten p.m. It's short, but it's profound. I spoke to the filmmaker because modern technology makes it possible. Your film, Intimate Strangers, is a very、uh, 
uh, interesting, uh, moving film. How did you get to make it? Well, um, I think my inspiration goes back to 2019 when I found a systematic blind, blind dating website for Chinese LGBTs to arrange this kind of cooperative marriage, especially for uh, immigrants overseas. So, yes, so because of the uniqueness of this cultural phenomena, I was like, oh, I, I'm going to make it. How did you uh, start your filmmaking career? How did that happen? Um, uh, wow, that's a very good question. <laughs> I, I will have a very long answer on that. I used to be a Chinese teacher and I was doing my PhD in the University of Sydney. But then I, I found like my passion was about filmmaking. I, I love documentaries. And I found a program in University of Melbourne, the master program that I'm doing right now. And I just go to film two of my friends. And I made a documentary of, of them. I applied to this program. Then I was in. I had no background in this. <laughs> Well, the film itself, like, uh, obviously the subject is really fascinating, but um, also it's the very personal nature by which you uh, get the your friends to talk about something that's so intimate. Uh, mm. How did that happen? Yes, I usually, um, I made friends with them before filmmaking, I chat with them and I share my stories with them. And that's why they are really honest to me. And they told me they are happy to show their face in my film. And I was surprised. They said, yeah, I will stand out for, for you and for every homosexual to speak about this issue. And I'm not shy about it. The film's not a very long film, but it, it, it was very uh, telling how it was able to describe the world, the cultural world, and the domestic, uh, the important, you know, the importance of their role within mm. their own families. Mm. Yes. Wow. <laughs> thank you for thank you for like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I, I found it. It's got such depth but also such, um, uh, you feel so much uh, care for those people. I did. Oh. I felt a lot of care for them. Thank you. Yes, I never want them to be victim or someone who are not speaking for themselves. I need to, as a documentary filmmaker, I suppose we should have sympathy for everyone and they all take their own actions in this world. Yeah, I want yeah. to show my... Mm. So the film is being shown at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, which is really great mm. for us. Does it have any big effect for the people in China? Uh, is it helping? I mean, because people can have children in other ways, you know, like mm. you can fulfil your obligation in another way, you know what I mean? It doesn't... Further the idea, the conversation within China. Yes. So, of course, people can have their other opportunity to have a kid. But in China, 
in most of the traditional cities in China, people in their twenties and thirties are obliged to have a family, have a wife, have a husband, and yeah, lead a normal life. And even myself is having this kind of pressure, like, oh, you need to get married. You are thirty right now. <laughs> yes, and. I mean, the pressure is strong, but、uh, do you think that having a documentary like this will actually help to further the argument into a more positive direction? Of course, I wanted wanted to have a positive influence, especially on Chinese parents. And yes, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to change the cultural. Um, tradition and what they are thinking in their mind because they are surprised su- surprised by the society they are living under the gaze of Asian society and nowhere to escape and I do think the parents who really allow their kids to have cooperative marriage such as the girl in my film her mom and her dad know about her sexuality and the only Request from them is to hold a marriage, hold a hold a wedding in my hometown. So you save face for me, and you can leave yourself in Australia. And I appreciate that they are open minded. To to be honest, did it take you a long time to um uh edit? I mean, because what I, I was really I mean, it's not a long film, but and you would have、uh, it's talking heads. Uh, but what's so fascinating about the way your film is made is that it's so gentle and it's、uh, so interleaved, like the responses and stuff.、Uh, you, you, how did the editing process go? That was really interesting to me, because you see, I do a lot of radio, and I mean, th- this is visual, but there, there's something about the way you've done it which is、uh, nuanced and has a very、uh, pleasing kind of. Uh, emotional expression that includes the visual with the sound,、uh, and it's only voices. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. Now that takes a lot of skill. Ah,、uh, I struggled for four or five days.、Mm. We have a editing period in the evening, like seven days,、mm. and I used five days to、uh, write all the lines down so I can make it in the way that I prefer. Oh right, so I was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a long time for a four minutes film, but I put all my efforts in it. Incredibly expressive and, and very touching film. And I do think the artwork is a reflection of the filmmaker itself. It, I think how I am is all reflected in all of my works. You're back in Beijing now, and I suppose with COVID, that makes that. An inevitable thing. Are you making more films? Yes. So I'm doing my online course for the second year in VCA, and now I'm working on my graduation film, a twenty minutes short documentary about AI boyfriends. Ah,、yeah. cool. That's interesting <laughs>、yeah. too. Well,、yeah. good luck. We'll, we'll be、uh, pleased to see it. That's it for Showreel today. Coming up next is published or not.
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.